Material on this program is intended for general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. None of the information contained in this broadcast is intended by the host to be a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Endorsed Local Provider is an endorsement of customer service only and does not reflect quality of investment decisions and is not connected to investment returns. Further information is available by contacting Richard Young Associates, a registered investment advisor, securities sold through Independent Financial Group, LLC, member of FINRA and SIPC. Welcome to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house and giving out prescriptions for better financial health and making smart decisions with your money. We give common sense solutions to your complex problems. I'm Steve Marbert, a certified financial planner and investment advisor with around 20 years experience providing financial planning and investment advice. And I'm John Travis. I'm a Dave Ramsey preferred local provider. also have an MBA in finance and have been helping corporations and individuals with planning for over 20 years. And I'm Gordon Leppard, financial advisor with Richard Young Associates. We're excited to have you listening to us today on our weekly radio show right here the week before Christmas. Yeah, hopefully everybody has their shopping done. Got their shopping done. Ready or not. Got your eggnog in the refrigerator ready to to pull it out. And um, yeah, I mean, it's an exciting time of the year, guys. It is. It is. Kind of wrapping up another year. It's gone by quick. It's amazing how fast it's gone by. You know, some people, they it's like they're surprised that it's on the same day every year. Yeah, that's right. You know? yeah. Oh, gosh. Here's wow. Christmas. Here we are, 25th yeah. again. <laughs> it helps if you have a budget and you plan for it. That's so right. right. That's right. That's what Dave yeah. Ramsey says. But you just don't want to be surprised in January, right? Uh, don't yeah. let your finances crash in January because you... You messed up. Hopefully, you've been listening Christmas. to the Money Doctors and the podcasts that we have. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. You know? Speaking of our podcast, you know, you can link to those right off our website, moneymd.net. Um, we have a link to our podcast, a link to the streaming, of course, mm-hmm. radio show right here today. And um, you also now, we're on iTunes. You can go on your smartphone or your computer. You can search podcasts there on iTunes and Boom. Type in Money MD and we come wow. right up. We've hit it big time, huh? Big time, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you just, iTunes. Amazing. It really it's big stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Email us your questions, too. We'd love to hear from you at info at moneymd.net. Well, guys, I think we have an awesome show lined up today here. Um, you know, we're going to talk about oil. I mean, it's amazing how oil has gotten so cheap, gas has gotten cheap, yet What's happening to the stock market, Gordon? Come on, Gordon, tell us. <laughs> Roller coaster here, and I and I'll, I'll tell you exactly what the stock market's going to do. It doesn't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's either going to go up or go down. It's going to go up or go down. That, that's my prediction on all it. Right, right now. don't give away the punchline okay. here. But, right. but yeah, we're going to talk about oil, right? <laughs> the slippery slopes of oil. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll see how. It's a good article. Right, it goes today. Yeah, so we're going to start off with that segment, and then we have another segment here about the 10 ways Washington blew your money this year, squandered wow. your money. Only 10? They don't, well, there's, oh, there's are... hundreds, but, <laughs> you know, in fact, this comes from uh, Tom Colburn, the Senator Tom Colburn, his list that he releases every That's year, yeah. the Waste Book, and, uh, yeah, he gives 100 ways that Washington, but we're going to pick out just 10 of them here and talk about them. Very interesting. I mean, some of the crazy things Washington does with your money. So stick around for that. That'll be interesting. And then we're going to talk about Christmas, right? Yeah, we've got um, an article from Dave Ramsey talking about five mistakes you may be making. Um, Put this last, last but not least, but it's a a good kind of review of of the holiday season and kind of Dave's take on it. And uh, obviously when Dave talks about these things, he has a pretty unique view on it. So stick around for that. It's going to be pretty entertaining. Yeah, that'll be a good segment. Okay, we're going to start off here, though, with the financial fact of the week. Yeah, this comes from the American College of Financial Services, and they recently did a survey, and um, they came up to a conclusion that Americans have a low retirement IQ. 
Oh, really? Not, I'm not saying that, but that's what they that's what they conclude. That's what the Americans evidence are, shows. That's are what the evidence. Saying? Are they calling us stupid? I think they are. <laughs> Ouch. That's what they said because <laughs> only 20 percent passed a basic quiz wow. on steps for a secure retirement. So, yeah, I would say that's a, that's not a very good statistic. No, that's not. And here's that's one not. of the here's one of the questions they had is you know in the industry and and we're familiar with this we've talked about it on the show before um, you know, a withdrawal rate when people get into retirement about four percent is an acceptable withdrawal rate but sixteen percent believed it was safe to withdraw between six and eight percent per year. Where in the world would they get that idea? I have no idea. I don't know. That's a <laughs> that's a big number. That's a big number. I'm no. sure some people say six to eight percent out there, but um, yeah, some people say that that can and, be dangerous. Uh, that's a crazy percentage. I would say yeah. that's slightly inflated. Yeah, yeah, and 20% thought 2% was the correct rate. So you know, that's just one question, one example. Um, quite frankly, that's why a lot of people come to us and they need help, is they don't know some of the basic things that need to be done to, to make a, a secure retirement. And so, um, you know, it's uh, that's why we're here. We're here yeah, to educate. That's exactly right. I mean, there are a lot of misconceptions out there, and, and unfortunately we know from people we sit down with, a lot of people don't have a clue. And so... Well, there's yeah. a lot of misinformation out there as well. It's confusing. It, it is. really is. is. I mean, to From credit, rates of return to... Too much information out there. To withdrawals. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And yeah. we're going to find out, even when it comes to oil prices and how it affects the stock market, there's lots of disagreement among apparently smart people. Very <laughs> smart people. You know? Uh, Pretty interesting. It, it is to see that some of the different analysts there and the strategists, the way that they look at the effects that it's going to have on us, you know, both short-term and possibly long-term, it's... Uh, Quite interesting. Oil prices have been plummeting, haven't they? I mean, well, you know, they're, they're at a, uh, one of the lowest levels they've been at in, what, since, over five years? Since 2008. Just under yeah, $57 just a barrel. Price. Yeah, the That's gas crazy. is around $2 and two and a quarter here in, in the CSRA. I mean, I've actually seen it uh, yeah, as low as two eighteen, two fifteen 215 yeah. in a couple places. And you remember in the summer uh, of 2007, we thought oil was going to be over 200 because it had spiked over $150 a barrel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now it's down under 60 It's just shocking. But, you know, I mean, yeah, this is an interesting article. And out of Bloomberg, um, and I think there's another article you're referencing here about how that, but how does that affect stocks? Because stocks, yeah, I mean, you would think lower oil prices would be good, better stock market, right? Yeah. Well, let's, everybody has more money, right? Let's let's take a quick look at at why oil is crashing. Crashing, you know. Simply put, there's just it's a it's a supply and demand uh, issue that we're dealing with here, and uh, there's too much global oil supply and not enough demand. Uh, OPEC, led by you know Saudi Arabia, is digging in for the long haul, keeping up. Production as prices fall in an attempt to kill off the American shell boom. Mm-hmm. So, you know, add the ho hum global economy into the mix, and the result can be, you know, pretty catastrophic on a global outlook as far as, you know, the prices are concerned. So, yeah. You know, it, it's a global issue. It's not just something that we're dealing with here at home. Uh, it, it's something. You know that we're looking at globally. Yeah, we're producing more oil than we've you know ever produced. Well, the fracking the technology is all the new technology. It's a glut of oil, and uh, OPEC no longer has control. I think that's a great thing, by the way, that's come out of this is that OPEC no longer has control. Amen. They're not even they're not even trying to cut production because they know they can't control it, and they just need to get theirs. So they're all producing as much as they can. Right much. now, they don't have a stronghold on us. Uh, exactly. So, you know, sometimes. Uh, you know the paradigms can shift. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, 
sometimes it can shift right under your feet or right <laughs> right on the spreadsheet, you know, right in front of you. Uh, and that may be the case now that we're looking at uh, as far as longstanding as far as the longstanding paradigm of uh, low oil prices are good for the stock market. Um, you know, we'll see how that starts to to yeah. affect us now. And, and, and maybe not. I mean, we've always thought low oil prices would be good for the stock market. But the other thing about paradigms, when they're moving, it's hard to tell if it's a long-term shift or maybe just a twitch Temporary you know, blip. in the market. Yeah. Right. You just don't know. So perhaps it's not surprising there's a wee bit of disharmony among the uh, analysts and investors trying to sort out you know, what half-priced oil really does mean for stocks. We were talking about this a minute ago and uh you know there's a lot of different things that are going on a lot of dynamics in the in the economy and there's a gentleman named philip orlando he's chief equity market strategist for federated investors he wrote about the subject he, th- he thinks that the benefits of lower oil to energy consumers will lead to higher household income um, lower inflation lower industry cost which should help offset some of the negatives that are out there to the producers and in his words it's difficult to envision another global crisis um, from lower oil and gasoline prices so he thinks it's positive i agree with that 100 percent. i do too i mean i I feel i feel good when i'm paying you know 20 or 30 dollars you know per tank versus 50 right and and it's according to how we as consumers use that you know hopefully some people will use a couple extra bucks to maybe reduce their debt Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, as well as you know purchase more and 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 maybe buy a little bit more here's and here's the thing about this article is that there are several different analysts that we're going to be uh kind of referencing uh on their takes and another one was jonathan gulub uh he's chief u.s market strategist at rbc capital markets uh, said in a note yesterday, the market prefers higher oil. The consensus view is that lower oil prices are a positive for consumers and manufacturers, and however, the data suggests otherwise. He included a chart showing stocks' performance across industries on days when oil was rising or falling since mid-October and concluded that while some groups prefer to fall in commodity, the majority don't. He's looking since mid-October. That's not a, yeah. It's not, not a very a wide window, is no, it? You know? it's not. I mean, it's so. interesting. Well, you know, and then here's another one from Goldman Sachs, um, chief U.S. equity strategist. He wrote recently regarding the potential impact on the share per share earnings and the S and P 500 index as mm-hmm. a whole. He said our micro model suggests each ten dollar drop in oil prices lifts the earnings per share by about two to two dollars in 2015 and four dollars in 2016. Um, wow, you know, if every $10 did that, I mean, it's we would see some huge increase. And I, and I agree, I think it is going to help long term. But then here's this, what this other guy says, Bank of America um, Corp Equity Strategist. He wrote earlier in the month, oil at these levels could shave 3 to $4 off the S&P <laughs> exactly 500. Shave 3 to $4. Yeah, while lower oil may boost the U.S. economy, our work suggests that it's negative for the S&P 500, given that the S&P is more leveraged to business spending and commodities than domestic personal spending. I mean, come on. I mean, how can you have two t- directly opposing views like that? I mean, he says even with oil in the 70s, um, earnings growth will be cut by 3 to 4% from the 6 to 7% range. Two totally opposing that is, views. That is amazing. It, it really that sums it, up the stock market, though. It, it really, really does, does sum up the stock market. It does. <clears throat> and it's interesting. We'll come out from the break. We'll continue this. But, I mean, yeah, this is this is just the perfect example of, of why you can't predict a stock market. But um, hang on, though. Um, if you email us your questions, if you have any info at moneymd.net, um, you're listening to MoneyMD. We'll be right back after these messages. 
Welcome back to Money MD. The money doctors are in the house. I'm Steve Marbert, a certified financial planner. I'm here with John Travis, who is a Dave Ramsey preferred local provider, and Gordon Leppard, who is an advisor at Richard Young Associates. And we're continuing our discussion here before the break um, about cheap oil. Um, why isn't lower oil prices translating into a better stock market? Gordon, I mean, come on, man. I mean, <laughs> get with it here. I mean, I don't, what is the answer? Why is this defying gravity here? Well, I, I, I don't have a clear answer for that, and it sounds like there's some some people in uh, New York and yeah. a few other places that <laughs> are supposed to be smarter than myself that don't seem to have the, they yeah. the they answer can't, either. They can't agree either, can you they? Know? So it their crystal balls aren't quite uh, lining up there with each other. So. Yeah, you just, you, Steve just went through it. Uh, you know, two analysts that had the exact opposite um, prediction yeah, on the right. S&P earnings. And, that's you know, it. there's another analyst out here. Uh, her name is Gina Adams. She's a senior strategist with Wells Fargo. She said the water waterfall decline in oil prices and surge in the dollar will likely remain high, highly disruptive in the short run. Uh, however, with an eye on an improving outlook for economic growth uh, and lower energy prices and lower non-domestic um, currency values will ultimately lead to global growth. So I agree with that, She had longer-term yeah. optimism for stocks. And I, I mean, that's... I think there's some other noise going on. We were talking a little bit about this, um, you know, during the break about sure. Russia and people oh, yeah. are scared about the Russia. Brick company, <clears throat> brick countries. Yeah, yeah brick and uh, China slow down a little well, bit. Well, Europe, I mean, in China, or, or well, particularly Europe is on the brink of a recession. You know, they've yep. been struggling with that for a while. China's and, slowing down. There's worry about what, um, you know, the interest rates in U.S. I mean, so there's a lot of other factors that are going on that are playing into this. Right. Bottom line is, is when there's uncertainty in the market, um, markets don't like that. They usually react negative. Right. Oh, that's exactly right. Yeah. Well, and, and I think the new paradigm is low oil prices are confusing <laughs> for the stock market. You know, you can't pinpoint it. Uh, well, that doesn't it, help us at all, Gordon. Well, Come on. Hey, man. <laughs> I, I would sum this up to say that I, I think, I think short term, yes, oil does appear to be um, lower oil prices appear to be a negative for the stock market. You know, there is there seem to be some correlation there in the short term. Mm-hmm. Because of oil-producing stocks, you know, and they get routed on those bad days, and that kind of overwhelms the stock market. But long-term, it's obvious. You have more money in your pocket as a consumer. You're going to spend more. You're going to feel better. And that's going to be good for the economy, good for earnings overall, yeah. and the market's going to respond. I mean, to that business eventually. has lower cost, right? They they use energy, right. so it, so it that, just seems natural. So if you, that factor left alone, I think would be a positive for the stock market long term. But you know, hey, I mean, it's it is a very confusing. It business. is confusing. It's that's good. why we say diversify. Don't try to predict the market. That's right. So all right, great segment though. Okay, that leads up here to our question of the week. Yeah, I was asked this question this last week, and uh, Steve, I thought you could kind of lead off our, our take on it. What is, what's your prediction for the market for 2015? Oh, I got it, John. Yes, yeah, Steve. Man. I, did, we get, did you get your crystal ball all waxed up this morning? I polished it up, baby. It is clear as, as a bell. And um, well, here's what, what I see. I see the stock market is going to go up, Yep. and it's going to go down, Yep. and it's going to go up some more, Yep. and it's going to go down some more. Okay. That's and, helpful. And that's that's what I got. That's yeah, that's, that's all you need to know. I, I think that's all you need to know. It's going to do both. Hopefully, <laughs> it, it were, the hope part is that it will go up more than it goes down. Yeah. It's all dependent on earnings of companies, right? It is. <clears throat> it is. It's unpredictable. Profitability. Actually, the, the question was, is what's it going to do in the next six months? <laughs> and I was like... I get those questions No one can tell week. you what it's going to do. If someone could tell you that, then um, they'd be doing pretty well. Um, so 
diversify. No one can predict the stock market. I mean, all the the noise that's out there right now. Have a plan. That's that's what we you really you know preach and, and coach people is have a, a plan that you're working towards. Last year was a fantastic year. This year has been uh, you know a lot more volatile, a little bit more flat. And so just work the plan, focus on long-term. That's proven to be a reasonable strategy going forward. So Exactly. Diversify. Don't worry about the market's going to be the short term. You know, have your long-term perspective. and, and That's what just, traders do. Investors exactly. are long-term. Yeah, don't be a day trader. So you don't have to worry about that. Okay, good, good topic, good question of the week. And that leads us up here to our next topic, and that is the 10 ways Washington blew your money this year. <laughs> Hold on. Just the year in review, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be fun. It's it's uh, it's a little depressing, but uh, Senator Tom Colburn, you know, he releases his his infamous waste book um, every December. So he released it this month, his fifth and last installment, detailing a hundred ways the federal government threw your money away. Twenty five billion in here, um, ranging from subsidies for Bruce Lee pro- play to porn. I mean, uh, just absolute porn, unfortunately. It's crazy. Um, but Colburn, yeah, he's he's set to retire at the end of this current session, and his Wastebook report has become kind of a regular chronicle of overspending and, and questionable financing by the federal government. And this year's report covers a whole gauntlet of examples of outlandish government spending, ranging from employees who admitted to watching up to six hours of porn every day to uh, to federally funded research that involves voodoo dolls, believe it or not. Was yeah. that correlated with the stock market there? <laughs> yeah. Probably so, you know. Probably oil prices all thrown in there, too. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the report even, even left out some of the things the agencies had changed before publication. So, fortunately, the report, you know, apparently makes, makes a difference because, for instance, in the statement... Um, The Oklahoma Republican, uh, Coburn, he said that after his office researched and and, uh, reached out to the State Department about a life-size inflatable football game it had ordered and it purchased... They canceled the order. That makes no sense. <laughs> it's hard. To this believe. is going to rev me up here. Can't make this stuff up. <clears throat> yeah. So I mean, apparently the it does it does uh, make some difference to point some of these out. All right. So we're going to jump right in here. All right. So number one here on the list. Um, that we're going to talk about was $19 million in paid leave for government workers gone wild. Paid leave. Paid leave. Here we go. Paid leave. Would you do this in your business? Here you go. When government workers are charged with bad behavior, instead of getting fired, they sometimes get put on paid leave. It's like a paid vacation. Yeah, I mean, according to the report, in this year alone, 11 agencies spent $50 million on administrative leave and roughly one third of that was for disciplinary reasons. And you may ask, what were those reasons for? Yeah, well, yeah, there give was us an example: an EPA employee um, who admittedly watched up to six hours of porn a day on his work computer had paid leave. That's unbelievable. Yeah, and then an agent from the Inspector General's office approached the worker to interview him about his behavior. The agent said he found the worker actively watching porn. So. <clears throat> Just a wait. I mean, the guy should be fired. Or, Hard to believe. Yeah, in any any private sector job, you'd immediately get fired for that. Um, you think they'd at least give him unpaid leave? Yeah. I mean, it's just. Hard to believe. Makes no sense. All right, number two, and next one here was three hundred eighty-seven thousand on robot massages for rabbits. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. I, I, that's what it says. I swear. Yeah, the National <laughs> Center for Complementary and Alternative Medicine. Um, uh, of the National Institute of Health gave funds to two projects that were 
mechanical device that stimulates the long-term flowing strokes used in Swedish massages, and it was used in uh, in on New Zealand white rabbits daily. Hmm. The study was meant to test the message's effects on recovery rates. Well, yeah, I mean, I can tell you, if you sit there and massage me every day for two weeks or whatever, gonna I'm going to be feel better, and I probably will heal better, you know? <laughs> Big doll, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I say next time that uh, particular project comes up for, you know, yeah. review that you throw Richard Young Associates in there to be. <laughs> um, yeah, you volunteer for that. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, I hear you, man. Sounds good. Okay. Well, yeah. Next year was four point six million dollars on homes for border patrol workers. Um. Yeah. Department of Homeland Security report found that when customs uh, and border patrol homes were built for agents uh, in Arizona, the agency vastly overpaid for them. They vastly overpaid. I think is probably an understatement. Four point six million uh, additional funds were wasted. It says in, uh, in a town where the average cost is eighty six thousand five hundred dollars each home built for the border agents. Averaged around seven hundred thousand dollars. Now, there's a slight spread there. Mm -hmm. Ten times, almost ten times. Almost ten times. Nine times. It said uh, while the CBP had determined agents would suffice with just one bedroom apartment style housing, they instead built twenty one three bedroom houses with stainless steel appliances and quartz countertops. You know. They had some nice bells and whistles going on here. Uh, the General Services Administration was initially given $1.4 million to complete the project, but at the end, it ended up being over 4.6. I believe. Uh, I mean, they could have been made out of waste. They could have been made out of solid granite with, you know, gold overlay and not Jeez. more than, uh, yeah, it's just, not been $700,000. It's a shame that there is that kind of waste. I mean, <clears throat> I'd love to talk to someone and ask them why. Yeah, you know? I would too. I mean... I mean we have homeless people, our tax rates go up, and just this careless spending. And I'm not saying put these guys in, in no, you know, I mean, shabby places, but come on. They're well, you 700000 That's And that's the difference between the public sector and the private sector. You know, if you just bought the homes that were already built from the private sector, you'd pay normal prices, mm-hmm. right? But instead, they go build them themselves. So we're going to have our government workers build the house. Well, the government can't do anything cheap, you know. They yeah. could not make money if they were, like, producing cocaine, okay? <laughs> so, I mean, you just can't allow the government to, to do that. you got to outsource that kind of stuff. Okay, but when we come back from the break here, we'll continue with this. Um, but if you have questions, you can email us at info at moneymd.net or give us a call at 706-739-0725. You're listening to Money MD with John Steve Gordon. We'll be right back after these messages in GNN News. Stay with us. Welcome back to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. I'm Steve Marbert, a certified financial planner, and I'm here with John Travis, who is a Dave Ramsey preferred local provider, and Gordon Leopard, who is an advisor at Richard Young Associates. And um, we are uh, continuing our discussion here before the break about the 10 ways that Washington blew your money this year. I mean, I mean, some of these examples, guys, they just, like, slung it away like quarters in a slingshot, as my dad used to say. Yeah. You know? Unfortunately, there's millions of dollars in a slingshot. That's right. They're using <clears throat> silver dollars in a slingshot here. In the Big way they're silver doing dollars. It. Yeah, I mean, it's just, 
It's crazy some of the things. I mean, the done paid leave thing just makes me incensed. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, some of these you can understand and say, okay, well, maybe they thought, you know, that was some meaningful research and it was presented in the right way that it kind of slipped through the approval process. But, you know, like $19 million for unpaid workers, for unpaid li- for paid leave for workers when they were being disciplined for watching yeah. porn? Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, it should have been it, at a minimum unpaid if not let go. I think the rabbits is a good one, though, right? Well, the I mean, rabbit, yeah, three hundred eighty-seven thousand like for rabbits. rabbit massages. <laughs> rabbits, are yeah. Good. I mean, uh, for some kind of research about whether it helps you to recover better if you're being massaged. I mean, come on, you know that kind of research, those kind of things that they're talking about here, it just need to be left. That's why people don't want taxes raised. That's it's stuff it. like this. It's stuff <clears> like <throat> this, right? I mean, the government should to, stick to what it really its core yeah. job is. I'm willing not, to pay taxes for good stuff, helping people out right, and roads right. and defense and stuff like this. But all this crap, I mean. Well, how about this one, John? I mean, how about the $331,000 for a study that used voodoo dolls? Nice. You're okay with that one, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, well, it depends on who the voodoo doll was. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well. Joe's Dabo, maybe. Here, here's the story. Hey, read. It was a National Science Foundation-funded research that tested the effects of blood sugar on the a spouse's opinion toward their insignificant their significant other. <laughs> so if you starve your your spouse, yeah. are they going to like you more or are they going to hate you? <laughs> and they the spent three hundred and thirty one thousand yeah. dollars trying to figure that out. Yeah, for three weeks, researchers gave one hundred and seven couples fifty one pins to stick in what the report called voodoo dolls, <laughs> probably of those spouse. <laughs> and the study ultimately came to con- the amazing conclusion that, on average, lower blood sugar made people angrier. Really? The angrier people stuck more pins in their dolls. Uh, no doll. <laughs> yeah, Coburn was unimpressed with the study. He said the, that pop culture uh, calls that uh, uh, hanger rather than anger. It's called hunger anger. There's a name for it called hanger. <laughs> so my like, wife calls me hangry sometimes. <laughs> right, hangry. There you go. It's like no kidding. Yeah, so. but I think this one tops that one. $50,000 for poop packs. Uh, poop a company packs. received $50,000 grant from the Department of Agriculture to sell al- alpaca manure as plant fertilizer. They called them poop packs. The report notes that alpaca fertilizer is fairly common now <clears throat> because it doesn't smell as bad as the other types of waste, unlike the foul odor of misspent tax dollars. Yeah. Um, Why know. does the government need to fund that? That's yeah. the question. Yeah, I don't know. There's some tie to whoever... You know, whatever state that's in. That's probably it. Yeah, I mean, that, that really stinks, doesn't it? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> but they claim it's the perfect poop. Oh, yeah, the perfect poop. Yeah. So Sweet took $50,000 to Can figure that out. they just put a little <clears throat> perfume in the poop and, yeah. you know, throw it in the compost? <laughs> All right, so another one here, $41,000 for a Penn State shame study. Mm. Uh, this was good. Yeah, Pennsylvania State University became embroiled in this controversy, if you remember, you know, when it was revealed against the uh, football coach, Sandusky, who uh, had been abusing kids. And now the federal government's funding a Penn State-sponsored study to look into protecting employees when the institution they work for gets involved in a scandal. So using the scandal as a foundation for the study, the National Science Foundation is looking to study how to handle employees when pride becomes shame at the organization. That no, no, makes oh, no sense. Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, I mean, you know, that'd be fine, but it just needs to be a private-funded study. Yeah, right. Not, not government dollars for that. That's the sad thing. All right, next one here was $1.1 in 
unused or misplaced technology at NASA. Yeah, the report says that NASA has been issuing phones, tablets, wireless cards to employees without keeping track of them. Just hand them out. Here, guys, here's your here's your phone for this month or whatever. Yeah, according to the report, 14% of devices um, owned by NASA went unused for seven months in in the last year. Seven whole months. I mean, devices weren't even, like, activated. It cost $97,000 a month. That's quite a bill. For those for devices. the unused. <clears throat> unused ones. So yeah. just, like, wow. sitting just there in somebody's desk somewhere and just like, oh, yeah, I forgot to turn that thing on. So there you go. I, I like this report. I'm glad he's doing this because it does highlight the need for more transparency and some changes. Or, and just, yeah, to show the, the general public of what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. And this, this, these are just ten examples of yeah. many, 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 yeah. many more. Uh, here's another one. $18 million to renovate a low-traffic airport. Um, the FF, excuse me, the FAA uh, will cover $18 million of the Freeman Memorial Airport's $34 million dollar renovation the airport only averages four daily commercial departures that's four commercial (laughs) flights a day four you know but the renovations will include a waiting lounge that will have comfortable chairs and a fireplace and a fireplace but it's cold out there it is cold it is cold but they need heat hey the clientele that they serve if their clientele wants that yeah Tell them to chip in a few bucks. Uh, the yeah. A list of actors and different people that come in there. Well, just I think like, they should be able to foot the bill, don't you think, Steve? I, I would think so. I mean, just like our local airport, you know. I mean, you do a you do a bond offering or locally, and your community pays for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just don't have the federal government, you know, renovating somebody's local little, little baby airport. I wonder what they could do to Aiken <laughs> uh, Regional Airport with eighteen million. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this airport's located in Sun Valley, Idaho. Popular list Tom Hanks, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Bruce Willis, Ashton Kutcher as popular names that often find themselves in that area. The airport, airports of our size, normally don't get grants of this size, according to the airport manager. So there you go. There's reasons for that. I wonder if anybody donated to someone's political campaign to get that. Hmm. I'll promise you there's something like that. It's just all this pork barrel stuff. Yeah, next one here was $1.2 million on a building to provide ice to fishermen that nobody wants. <laughs> um, so, you know, go figure. Yes, a parish, a parish in Louisiana uh, secured a HUD grant to buy the Amigo Ice House so they could refurbish it and use it to provide ice to fishermen. After spending $289,000 on the property, um, an engineer reviewed it and showed that it wasn't economically feasible to refurbish the building. Later on, when the parish got a new president, he said the project was unnecessary because it would take profits from businesses that already sell ice to fishers. So it's going to compete with the local guys, <laughs> you know. So, but instead of returning the unused money, the local officials ultimately decided to continue with the project, which cost the federal government another million dollars. Mm. There you go. So yeah, okay. So last one here. Um, <clears throat> $202,000 to study why Wikipedia is sexist. Mm. Okay. I th- no I can, I'm going to answer that before you here in a second, but here we go. The yeah, National Science Foundation <laughs> paid more than $200,000 for two researchers to look into Wikipedia's systemic gender bias. A Yale sociology professor and a NYU associate dean of sociology or social sciences, they received these grants to look into the issue. Their study, which is expected to be completed... By August 2015, so it's still going on, we'll examine the causes of why 
For example, some contributors referred to a group of authors as American female novelist instead of just calling them American novelist. That's important. That is important. That there is, John. I mean, <clears throat> come on. Let I me mean, be sensitive here. Yeah, Wikipedia, of course, can be edited by anybody on the internet once they're approved. So, and unfortunately, those are mostly men. Mm-hmm. Because men, you know, are kind of driven by respect, and you get respect from being an approved editor on Wikipedia and getting a, and all that kind of stuff. So naturally, if you have all men that are writing the material, or mostly men, <clears throat> then it's going to be a little gender bias because yeah. it's from one perspective. And I am sensitive to my tax dollars. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> and my tax rate. So, <laughs> so there you go. I answer the question. Give me the $200,000 $200, grant. Yes. Yeah. I've answered it. It's because of mostly it men. Ten minutes or a there, minute. Yeah, there you go. It's taking a them minute. a whole year. Yeah, it's <clears throat> unbelievable. But I mean, that's you know, this is a perfect example of why when you're voting for your your local officials and your, of course, you know, your congressmen, state representatives. I mean, you you, you got to pick people that are um, not big government people. Because government cannot fund these things efficiently. Mm-hmm. This has to be private dollars for these kind of stupid ideas. And unfortunately, I think it's part of the process, the way they um, approve bills. You know, the line item veto is not available. Because exactly. they get in these big bills and they put these little small you know, pork out there. And so they approve a $1.1 trillion spending package. And there's just a whole bunch of crap in there. And um, it really it's is. a waste. It yeah, really is. We, we really need the line and veto. I mean, the yeah. government is out of control, and, you know, eventually that, that of course, affects your personal finances in a lot of ways. So, um, all right, well, interesting topic. When we come back from the break, though, we'll continue this. Um, if you have questions, though, you can email us at info at moneymd.net or give us a call at 706-739-0725. You're listening to MoneyMD. We'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. I'm Steve Marbert, a certified financial planner. I'm here with John Travis, who is a Dave Ramsey preferred local provider, and Gordon Leppard, who is an advisor at Richard Young Associates. And we are starting off our uh, last segment here with the prescription of the week. Yeah, this prescription of the week is not necessarily financial related, but um, <clears throat> it can help you in that area, certainly, and in, in your life as a whole. But, you know, when you take time off this uh, holiday season, maybe you're taking, uh, you know, today off and the rest of the year. Some people are, are fortunate enough to do that. Um, try to stay away from work. Um, you know, don't do emails. Don't do project work, analysis. Focus on your family, your health, uh, the reason for can the season. Can you tell my wife that? Yeah, I'll uh, just make sure. Yeah. She's, uh, send her an email. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll send give her an email. Update on no this. work for me. I mean, you're talking about yard work, all that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> no, yard work <laughs> can be done. <laughs> oh. Just not oh, business okay. work. Oh, business work. You got to separate. You know, related. try to Shoot. get. Try to clear the mind a little bit. I you was know, hoping you're gonna say just all, <laughs> all R and R. No, the honeydew list is still there. Oh, shoot. that's still okay. in play, right? That's part of okay. the part of the family thing. You know, making sure everybody's protected and safe and everything. So. Okay, well, that makes sense. I mean, and it does relate to but your just disconnect a little bit. Yeah, you unplug. Know? Gotcha. Unplug. That's a, that's a good thing to do to reju- rejuvenate. You're gonna start the new year, come out you know on blaze, on fire, and uh, re-energize. So that's a prescription. You got that from one of those coaching sessions yeah, or something. That's right, man. <laughs> mind kind of altering session. That's gotcha. right. <laughs> no, that's a good tip. Though. I like that. That's good. All right. That leads up to our last topic here. And uh, speaking of Christmas, the five Christmas mistakes 
um, that you might be making this season. Uh, Dave Ramsey article, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, these are good. You know, I mean, things things you you don't want to do. Yep, this, this time Christmas. of year. Yeah, and you know we all make mistakes. Um, sometimes it's around the holidays. It's certainly easy easy to overdo it for the sake of others. Um, so when you're exhausted and, and stressed out, um, you know a lot of times you miss out on the magic of the season. I know I go through this time of the year and um, driving home sometimes thinking, you know, it's the first of December, and then all of a sudden it's like you know four days before Christmas, and it just kind of goes by so quick. So. You know, this year, try to bring some of the Christmas magic back. And these, so these are five simple mistakes that we see a lot of people making, and, and Dave sees it as well. And number one here is focusing on the external. Um, not everybody's house can be as perfect as Martha Stewart. Um, you know, you got to make sure that you keep things in perspective. You know, Christmas is not about buying and serving the finest of everything. So I think in our case, when I look at that, you know, we have we have ornaments that are like, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 years old. <laughs> we have some new ones, but some yeah. of them actually bring back really good memories. So we haven't spent a lot on, on the Christmas tree. I mean, we get a $30 you know, tree and put all the ornaments on there, and it's fine. And well, that, and that's, that's one thing that we do each year is we buy uh, the girls usually an ornament that's oh, yeah. reflective of this past year's. Um, some form of fashion, you know, has some type of intrinsic right. meaning to, to it, and eventually we'll yeah give that to them. Yeah, that's good. So. That's good. And you know, at the end of the day, it's it's really about you know faith, generosity, and family. So you know, you can decorate your halls and have parties or your your home um, and have parties and so forth and, and do it right. But you got to keep your you know attention on what really matters most. Everything else is just decoration. You know, there's a lot of um, there's so much marketing that goes on this time of the year. Just focus on what matters. Going out and spending a whole bunch on people and having bills come in in January, like we said, that's a very stressful situation. Yeah, having the perfect house, boy, we've never been accused of that. I mean, you know, we get like 15 to 20 people in our house, and, you know, we have it, like, generally neat before the holidays, but Mm. as soon as, like, that first crowd hits, I mean, it just turns into just chaos, you know, stuff everywhere. Teens in there. You can't keep 20 people to have everything picked up, particularly when half of them are kids, so... (laughs) Yeah, we we won't be accused of that one. So, uh, but you know, it, it's a good point, though. I mean, really, you need to focus on the on the season and and not worry about all the little details, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, um, yeah. Next one here was buying gifts without meaning. Um, yeah, I can remember some gifts that I bought over time that that unfortunately I regret. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, oh shoot, you know, I wish I hadn't. And you still remember them. You know, the other person doesn't remember them, and you're but you're like. Golly, I wish I had put more thought into that and gotten something that that was a little more meaningful. But yeah, choosing a gift for your dad, you know, is is impossible for yeah. a lot of people, right? Yeah. I'm sure my kids probably think of this. I mean, every year you 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 play uh, what would you do, what would you want game, you know, for weeks until you finally come up with and grab the first <laughs> world greatest grandpa sweatshirt you see, right? <clears throat> um, yeah, you don't want to do that. I mean, you both know you're wasting your money, and but you you have to get him something. So this year, rather than waiting to last minute, I mean, give him something that he'll actually remember. Um, you know, it can be as simple as a round of golf. Yeah, um, that'd be perfect for me. Hey, girls, if you're hint, listening, hint, hint. round of golf at you know some place that the would Masters play. That'd, that'd be yeah, I mean, Augusta National would be nice. <laughs> yeah, 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 or even Sage Valley or. 
Yeah, okay, anywhere, pretty much anywhere. I, I'll go anywhere. Midland Valley, care. Jackson. There you, there you go. I'll play anywhere. I don't care. <laughs> I just love golf. Yeah, or make it maybe make him his favorite dessert. I mean, I think would be good. Um, maybe a gift card to uh, mm-hmm. Home Depot. I mean, guys like stuff like that. That's right. Tools and so just a gift card would be fine. You know, I mean, but the point is just just show him that you're you took the time. To remember him, and that, that's really the biggest yeah. gift of all. I think the time thing is a is a great way to look at it. You know, giving your time and spending time together is a great great gift. So that's a good one. Number three here is forgetting to stop and rest. And we kind of talked about this a little bit in the prescription. Um, you wouldn't think of working during your summer vacation. Some people do, um, but you hardly sit down during your winter break. And so you, you got to think and kind of come up with a different strategy associated with that. Yeah, and this is tough for a lot of people. I mean. Yeah. Uh, Personally, it can be challenging for me as well. You know, there's always a lot to do, but you'll get it done. We always do. Uh, And you take, you know, once you take a day or two to rejuvenate and relax, you may actually be more productive with the rest of your time off. You know, so actually taking a chance to to step back uh, and relax sometimes is very important. Don't buy anything for anyone. You know, take a couple days uh, just kind of, if you can, mentally shut down just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it's just taking, you know, a couple of hours during a day sometimes. That's challenging whenever you do have, you know, smaller kids and stuff sometimes. But, um, you know, or, uh, for instance, one, I don't, even, I don't want to give this present away yet, but, you know, you might be able to extend that time to someone else that might mm-hmm. uh, be overly stressed careful, with, careful don't know, give it away is, yeah so <clears throat> that's good so stop and relax so kind of you know like we said um you know step away from your busy life right enjoy your family right. number four here on the list of mistakes is catering to your kids i mean your preteens probably begging you for the latest gaming console or a phone and you know, if you can't afford it, you shouldn't buy it. Um, you know, and then sometimes you feel guilty because you didn't spend $400 on all your kids. And, you know, we've got a better idea. Once you and your spouse settle on a reasonable budget, sit down with the family and lay down some re- realistic gift guidelines. Um, you know, if your son won't give up that Xbox and it doesn't fit in the budget, give him some options. He can either have one gift card for a percentage of the price or maybe several gifts to open Christmas morning. But, you know, he may decide that that old game system works just fine. So you got to have some communication and uh, just you know lay down some some rules. And uh, kids typically respect that if they have some some you know direction associated with that. Yeah, that's a good one. Next one here was not saving for post-holiday sales. Um, I like that idea. Yeah, I mean retailers they spend tons of money promoting their Christmas merchandise, but as soon as December twenty-sixth rolls around. They want it off their shelves, so and they're willing to discount it accordingly, big time. So instead of spending every last dime on gifts, remember to reserve some of your cash for really the holy grail of Christmas sales, and that is the day after. And only buy items that you'll absolutely use next year, um, like bulk wrapping paper, you know, gift bags, tissue paper, spools of ribbon. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, this is another reason to give out gift cards, mm-hmm. really. I think gift cards are great because you can spend those after Christmas when prices are down. Sure. Yeah, my my mom, <laughs> she is an, a master of this. It's unbelievable, some of the uh, sales and different things that, you know, some of the staples that she picks up at right after Christmas. Yeah, we're um, winding down here. Uh, t- top gift. gift was a dirt bike when I was about 15 years old. I actually Very ran cool. across it. It was hidden in the garage, <laughs> and I uh, accidentally saw it. So Yeah. That was Good memories, cool. huh? Very cool. Awesome. Oh, that is a good one. Yeah, I guess mine would be uh, something recently around a round of golf. Um, boy, I, I love golf, and, you know, 
Pebble Beach, around a golf at oh, Pebble Oh, very Beach. nice. What'd you shoot? Uh, 78. Yeah, that was fun. And back nine? Very nice. Uh, yeah, the back nine was, was good, too. Oh, um, 78 yeah. was the whole round. <laughs> was okay. total, huh? That was my total. Okay, okay. that's yes. good. Yes. That's I, impressive. I, awesome. I liked it. It was fun. Matthew uh, gave gave me a gift a couple years ago. Danielle was going through uh, um, some uh, food allergies. It's called eosinophilic esophagitis. And so he carved in wood, E-O-E. And um, he made a couple of them to put around the house, just kind of signifying that we were kind of going through that battle. So it was pretty cool. It was uh, it was fun. Cool. So we That's... have them all over the house right now. And it took a lot of time and effort to, to put that together. And so anyway, wow. kind of stands out. Wow, very meaningful. I like that. Good idea. Okay, well, that does bring us to a close of this week's edition for Money MD with John, Steve, and Gordon. Tune in next Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. Here are more prescriptions for your financial health. Do check us on our website, moneymd.net, where you can link to us there. Email us your questions. Check out our podcast there. You can link to us or you can pull us up on iTunes, Money MD. Um, give us a call if you have questions. Also, at Richard Young Associates, 706-739-0725. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Material on this program is intended for general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. None of the information contained in this broadcast is intended by the host to be a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Endorsed local provider is an endorsement of customer service only and does not reflect quality of investment decisions and is not connected to investment returns. Further information is available by contacting Richard Young Associates, a registered investment advisor, security sold through Independent Financial Group, LLC, member of FINRA and SIPC.